It's fine. I've never listened to your podcast, Connor, in my, you know, in your defense. I'd said I have listened to an episode. <laughs> Which is apparently <laughs> one like more than ten of yours. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. You've listened to a single episode. I've listened so, to zero. All right. Well, at least at least you're consistently a bitch, Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Let's Just Go Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Kayla. And today we are joined by a good friend of ours, Connor Brown. And we are going to be talking about Universal Orlando Resort, which I think all three of us are big fans of. Am I right? Agreed. Oh, yeah. Huge fans. Yeah. I haven't been in a while. (laughs) It's been like, what, two years, I think, since I last went. It was with you, Chris. Yeah. Well, and I was just there with Connor two weeks ago. That's right. And I was just there one week ago without any of you. So well, that's sort of rude different. to go without us, but okay. <laughs> well, shows uh, uh, last minute. It wasn't really last minute. I live, for the listeners listening, in Orlando, just uh, minutes from the Universal Orlando property. So, yeah, I love going. Um, I think all of us. I guess kind of started as Disney fans probably. Right. And kind of added on universal at some point in our lives. And I love it. I I think it's great. There's so much to offer and I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. I think it, it's almost like the, um, you know, the, the cousin Eddie, right. Like who shows up at at Christmas. Right. Uh, I, I, for those of you from in, at all familiar with the Philadelphia area, I often equate, you know, Disney as the mainline section, you know, a little more refined upscale. And then you have Universal, which is more like Delco, Delaware County, right? Which is a little bit more like me, a little more crass, a little bit, you know, a little That's less That's where you're refined, from, right? But yeah, but a lot of fun, like a lot of freaking fun. I don't know right? that I would and call you a lot of fun. Are you an asshole? Yes. Are you a lot of fun? It's questionable. If we continue on that analogy, would SeaWorld be the prison or where would how would where would it fit in? I think there? SeaWorld would be the squirrel that's in the Christmas tree. Oh. Full circle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. That's Earl the squirrel to you, by the way. Sure. Oh man. Yeah. Poor SeaWorld. I mean, we're that's we're not gonna go there. It's somewhere we're not going to go. <laughs> I've never been, and I have no desire to go. So you're right. We will not be going there. I have one in yeah. my backyard, essentially. I will not go. But yeah. this is not an episode about not going to SeaWorld. This is an episode about Universe. No. No. So, Connor, talk to us. Why were you just there last week? So last week, um, I was there for Mardi Gras. So Universal has several um, seasonal events throughout the year. Uh, some of them are an added event, like we'll talk about with Halloween Horror Nights. Some are included and, and have add-ons, like their holidays, their Grinchmas Holiday Spectacular. And and one of the big ones that is included with, with your park admission, and there are upsells to it, is Mardi Gras. So it's something that happens February and March at um, Universal Studios Florida. That's one of the theme parks in the Universal 
Orlando resort. Um, and it's great. I mean, if you want to kind of equate it to Disney, they have a variety of food stalls, like any of the Epcot festivals. And um, they call it the Carnival of Flavors. So it's not just, you know, New Orleans Cajun food, but it's food from all over the world, places that celebrate Mardi Gras in some capacity. So there's a Brazil booth. There's, of course, plenty of American booths. There's um, other ones beyond that. Uh, and then the two big things, pretty much every night they do a Mardi Gras parade um, where they have floats that are actually built by the same uh, companies that build uh, the traditional Mardi Gras floats in New Orleans. And it's awesome. Um, guests are able to, through a variety of ways, get on the floats and toss beads. Um, you don't have to do the normal things to get the beads like you would in New Orleans. They <laughs> you just throw help. it. You just have to be there. So, Chris, yeah. you know, you can keep I your shirt on. for. You might get kicked out if you do the normal things. Keep my, keep my boobies covered. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> um, yes. Great. That's great. Um, that should be your motto, by the way. Um, it's a good life lesson. They also have, so like Epcot's festivals have nightly concerts where they bring in a lot of acts. Universal does that with Mardi Gras, but they're much more, I would say like they probably have the same budget as Epcot, but instead of having like 40 acts over the course of the entire festival, they have like eight or nine acts. And they basically do it one every weekend, one or two every weekend. Um, and there's some bigger acts. I was there for the All-American Rejects. Um, it was fun. It was good. Yeah. It was it was, um, it was packed. Um, but those things are included with your with your daily admission to to the park. You can experience all those things. And you mentioned um, Universal Studios, but what's the other park? Islands of Adventure. So um, right now, as Universal Orlando exists, it's home to uh, two theme parks, one water park that Universal likes to call a water theme park, just to confuse everyone. Um, it's awesome, but, you know, to kind of go back to Chris's motto, if you have to take your shirt off, it, it should be a water park. It shouldn't be a theme park, um, which it is. That's uh, that's Volcano Bay. Um, Universal is much more compact currently when compared to Walt Disney World. It's not as sprawling. There's one place to enter um, if you're parking or Ubering from there or, or taking some sort of shuttle. Massive parking garages that funnel you through security. Um, and then you go out into City Walk, which is like their Disney Springs, downtown Disney, um, their shopping, dining, and entertainment district. You go right to go to one of the theme parks. Right is uh, to Universal Studios Florida, which is the original theme park for Universal here in Florida. And then to the left, you go to Islands of Adventure, um, which is their second theme park there. Volcano Bay, that water theme park, it's a little bit down the road. They have transportation, um, so you park in the main parking structure and then hop on a bus to get there. Um, but within all that, they have their eight hotels um, spread out across their property with uh, transportation methods to get you to all of those theme parks as well. Uh, I like to compare Universal Studios, well, like the entirety of it, to uh, Disneyland in terms of how you 
can walk to get almost anywhere. The hotels are right there for the most part. Like everything is, like you said, it's all on top of each other. And I feel because most people I know live on the West Coast and like going to Florida is a is a big trip. So whenever I'm like trying to compare it for people, I'm always like, it's like Disneyland size wise. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's it's so it's a great comparison um, for those that have been to Disneyland because that kind of shows how accessible it is to get to and fro. Um, and they know this. And, you know, I think there was, there's two kind of phases we can talk about when we talk about universal in their history of being in Florida, that was before Harry Potter and after Harry Potter, right? They get yep. the, the theme park rights to Harry Potter um, in the late two thousands. What do we always call those? The aughts, the late aughts. I, I think know. so. Yeah, but, that uh, sounds right. <laughs> so they opened their first um, Wizarding World of Harry Potter in the Islands of Adventure theme park at Universal Orlando Resort. Um, that was opened in 2011, I believe. Um, and it was a massive, overwhelming success. Um, put them on the map even more so. Uh, uh, with that success, they've added those Wizarding Worlds to other theme parks. And then um, in 2015, I believe, they opened their second Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Orlando in the other theme park, Universal Studios, Florida. Um, just to show you how easy it is to access it, um, they put the Hogwarts Express, that is the train that you see in the Harry Potter movies, and it connects both of the Wizarding Worlds um, brilliant for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, because it's such a cool experience to do. It's this transportation method um, that immerses you in Harry Potter. And two, it's great for their bottom line because in order to get on that, you have to have a park-to-park -park ticket, i.e. A, a park hopper ticket. So you can't just have a, a one-day, one-park ticket. If you want to go on the Hogwarts Express, you got to have that park-to-park -park ticket, which is, of course more expensive, worth it if you're a Potterhead, um, and it's helped Universal just grow exponentially. And it's still cheaper than a Disney ticket. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, depending upon the day, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's close. And I think that that's another thing that they're able to do because it, it was so, it's so well done, right? Like, I'll t I've taken my parents there, my sister, my sister, huge Harry Potter fan, my parents, big Disney fans, um, they go and they're always say, they, they always say about Universal, it's cool, the Harry Potter stuff is incredible. And these are non-Harry Potter fans. So I think everyone can kind of appreciate it. And because of that, it's been able for Universal to to raise their, their ticket prices. And they're much, much, much more comparable to Disney now than, than ever before. Yeah, that brings us to a good, we usually talk about price just to give people an idea, um, you know, and, and they have a range of hotels to stay at from off property to all different categories from uh, premier down to, you know, value resorts, prime value resorts um, in terms of price range, but their ticket costs roughly, you know, I think it's safe to say that on, again, it's dynamic as Connor just pointed out in pricing, but a park to park one day tickets about 215 ish dollars roughly um, a person. So, you know, a family of four is dropping about 850 plus dollars to go 
um, for the day. Of course, that drops down and they run promotions, right? I think even right now they have a buy two, get two days free. So that drops down as you add days on. But if you're just hitting for that one day because you're doing other things at the Orlando area, that's that's the price point. Yeah, and they're much more, I won't say reasonable, but they have a much more higher likelihood to sell those tickets at a, call it what you will, a discount of an, an offer like you were just talking about, Chris. Like I remember, you know, helping clients and and they were just going to go for two days and it was buy two days, get three free. So you had five day tickets, yeah, park to park tickets at Universal for the price of a two day ticket. And like Disney, you know, the more days you add on just in general, the, the cheaper the overall per day cost gets. Um, but yeah, I, I think it it used to probably be more like, yeah, Universal was cheaper, not by a lot, but when compared to Disney, now they're they're very they're very, very similar in that I think where Universal is still a little bit cheaper is in their hotel offerings. Uh, when comparing certain categories to certain categories at Disney. Um, but, you know, when we're talking about proximity and, and those sorts of things, um, the perks that the Universal Resorts have are sometimes much, much better than the perks you get if you stay on site at Disney, which I think is a question we get often asked a lot is, hey, we want to add on a Universal component. Should we just stay at Disney and, and Uber to Universal? And more and more, we're saying, you know, it makes a whole lot more sense for you to actually stay at Universal because of all the the benefits that you get. Yeah, and I think it's a it's just a different experience. Yeah, yeah. right. Really um, I I just want to echo. I love the fact that it's all walkable and the the close proximity to everything. Let's pivot for a second and just you mentioned the water park, but. Um, there's nothing that I would rather not do than swim in somebody else's um, oils, feces, pubes. Um, so water parks in general for me are usually a hell no, but I got to say Volcano Bay is the one water park that does it right. Um, what's your favorite? Uh, Kayla, have you ever been? Um, no. I love water parks, though. So that's really funny because I have a season pass to Schlitterbahn, which is like four oh, minutes from my house. Nice. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Schlitterbahn is like the coolest, biggest, I think, water park in the world. Um, it used to consistently be on the like travel channel, like best water parks uh, shows and things. Um, so I loved it going to water parks, but I've never, so for me, whenever I go to Universal, it's always attached to a Disney trip. And I, I also usually am not going for a super long time because of the fact that I don't live in like a pretty close proximity to Florida. And usually my mom is with me and that means that we're traveling in the summer because she's a teacher and it's the only time she can travel. Um, so I've never done Volcano Bay. I have done Disney's water parks. Um, but no, not Volcano Bay. All right. So they, they do it right for a few reasons. Well, the, the main reason is they have the tap to tapu tapu tap to. It's, hard to, it's right? hard to say. I think it is. Yeah. Tapu, tapu. Tapu. yeah. 
Tapu Tapu. Right, where yeah. you can you get your band, and the, the, it has a lot of features, but one of the best features is the mm-hmm. idea that you can go up to one of their more popular attractions, tap your band, and get a return time. Right, so that I mean, you'll still have to wait a little bit of time, and you know, in line, but you're not waiting a ridiculous amount of time, uh, and it just helps. So those, uh, those Tapu Tapus, there, you're you're given them, right? It's not like a magic band now where you have to purchase them. When you pass through the gate at Volcano Bay, you are given one. You you have to wear one, and it's not just the most popular attractions that have a virtual kind of wait time. Um, it's all attractions except for for one or two um there's big boards all throughout that'll say hey you know this is a ride now attraction meaning you don't have to go up and and get a ride reservation to come back at another time um but it, it helps you manage your experience more and there's so much to do beyond just those kind of slides like there's an incredible uh um wave pool with sand at the base of this giant volcano what volcano bay is named for there's two lazy rivers um one is is uh a fast lazy river and you actually have to put on even if you're an adult you have to put on a life vest sign me up go that, yeah that it's awesome. it's really cool yeah um yeah. so you can do all these things while you're waiting for your your virtual queue time to to come up I did just want to say that Schlitterbahn also has the same bands and you're paying like a hundred dollars a person to use it. So the fact that it's included at universal with the price of admission is a game changer because if you've got a party of four and you're paying $80 and you're paying a deposit on top of that, of like to return the band at the end. So say one of your kids loses it. Now you're out 20 bucks on top of the 80 that you already spent for it yeah. for the day. So I think that's great. Well, and that's interesting because you you did bring up um, a good point. But I think, first of all, I um, lazy rivers and wave pools are my worst nightmare. They are my my germaphobe worst nightmares. But the um, you bring up a good point because the. Volcano Bay also has the option to purchase something called an express pass, right? That is where you can sort of fast track, lightning lane, fast pass, whatever you want to call it, call it express pass. A few attractions there, but there aren't there aren't that many, maybe four, five. How many, Connor? That's about, it's four. And then, so the other theme parks have express pass and express pass unlimited. And it's pretty much every single um ride included right the only differentiator is with regular express pass at the two standard theme parks you can only go on each attraction once through the express line unlimited you can go as many times as you want volcano bay has two tiers of express pass and it's not like it's more two tiers of how many different types of rides you can get on so again those fluctuate day to day um one cool thing, though, or I guess if you want to pay more, um, the Tapu Tapu, you can also hook up your credit card to, so you can just walk around the park and, and charge things to. Um, it takes your picture when you're on certain slides, like if you're on ride photos, which makes for some of the best and worst photos of all time. Um, a lot of stuff you don't want to see is being captured in uh, photo form. 
yeah. with the tapu tapu if you're doing the um come back and ride time the the virtual queue you actually have to walk up to the attraction's entrance tapu tapu right tap your wristband to this kiosk and then it gives you the time if you go with your family or a big group and you got some extra cash you want to spend if you get a cabana it comes with a lot of stuff it's covered there's um usually a fan in it um i think you get some food included with it attendant that uh, uh can come up to you you have your own personal tapu tapu kiosk in your cabana so you can set your ride reservations right there to any of the rides around the park you don't have to walk up to those rides you can do it from the comfort of your your lanai your chair in your uh cabana which is pretty awesome and I actually have had a cabana there, and it is well worth it. You do, I think we got a fruit tray and some waters, and they had sunscreen there. Um, but access to that Tapu Tapu was great. That pricing is dynamic, I believe. So you would want to yep. book them sooner than, than later because you're going to pay premium if there's even any left because they are very, very popular. You also just have that little oasis where you feel like you can safely secure your things. You don't have to get a locker, right? And at least that's how I justified the additional the additional cost. The additional um, cost for the place you didn't even want to be. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I, listen, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, and I, you, you brought up, um, so I forgot, I forgot that I, did you guys get my Christmas card of the photo of me and my Speedo on the water, that the water coaster there? I missed that Yeah, one. I think that's, I don't know. My mail was coming and then I heard, my mail carrier screaming in horror I, uh, yes, and yes, running away. And I think I've missed a lot of mail since it's, then. It's I don't know if those two are related. I just find it interesting that you have such a germ aversion, you know, a germ phobia to these water parks, yet you'll willingly go to the Jersey Shore whenever you want to. It doesn't make any sense to me personally. Well, wait a second. Yeah, but I, I grew up going to the Jersey Shore, so I'm immune to the... Got it. Got yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, it's disgusting there. It's actually the, that's <laughs> the world's worst. But uh, so you, but you mentioned so we, you talked a little bit about the express pass. Probably hands down my single favorite part about Universal Agreed. Studios. Right, you don't have to be in your phone. You, you, yes, you're paying a price for it, right? But I think honestly, to give perspective of cost, like I mean, you just mentioned. Kayla, you just mentioned you're spending $100 at some Texas water park that, um, but, and local to me, like you go to Hershey Park, you're dropping a hundred bucks a person a day, right? And you're going to Hershey, like you're, you're in the middle of Pennsylvania, right? I mean, so, or you can go to Universal and spend 200 and have a much more, you know, intense, inclusive type experience. But the Express Pass, favorite part, have you, you both used it? Yeah. Yep. Without a doubt. I mean, it's. It's pretty, it's not perfect. Like everything has their flaws, but of all of those, right? Disney was the first one. They created the the fast pass system, right? And every competitor out there saw that system and said, that's awesome. You know what the problem with that is? You're not charging anything for it. So then they started. So for decades, Disney was the one that created this quote unquote, cut the line system. Wasn't charging for it. It was complimentary while all of their competitors we're taking kind of the same sort of system, making it a little bit easier to use, but charging a huge, huge, huge premium. Um, I've used these things in in other theme parks, you know, whether they call them quick queue or fast lane or whatever it is, the Express Pass is 
without a doubt the best iteration of any of these um mainly because of how efficient it is but also the caliber of rides that you're getting on right like you, you can't compare the rides at universal to hershey park you can like there's some really cool rides at hershey park but the theming the structure how much it's it's has been invested in these rides they're they're next level some of the best attractions you'll ever experience in your life and you can access them um with super low wait times with the express pass i think the universal knows that and they know they can charge a premium for it um and they do more often than not the express pass and again there's two versions of it regular express pass which gets you onto almost every single ride um, through the express line once and express unlimited which is more expensive which gets you on almost every single ride as many times as you want through the express pass line those uh, uh, are an add-on so you have to purchase them in addition to your theme park admission routinely they are more expensive than the actual theme park admission to get into we'll probably talk about one way you can kind of get around that um, with the big perk um, but it's this dynamic pricing thing it fluctuates day by day season by season um, they can sell out of express pass because they want to make it as useful to people as possible and if they hit a certain number that means that the express pass is actually going to have a line more of a line than than it normally does which is like 10 15 minutes or so um so they want to kind of uh, eliminate that as as much as possible but um yeah it's it's really 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 awesome yeah one time we we had annual passes and we were just staying at universal one night before a cruise and we went into the i was like oh i should buy the express pass and it was about $180 a person, like about a month out. And I was like, that, that's crazy. There's four of us. That's a lot of money. And then we get there and I'm like, shit, this sucks. <laughs> I don't want to wait in line. <laughs> so I go up to the park planning desk at Aventura, or I'm sorry, at Sapphire Falls, one of their on-site hotels. And, I, and I'm like, I want to buy that. They're like, oh, okay, it's $299 a person. I was like, what? So needless to say, my spoiled kids, we walked in, we did, we, I think we spent an hour in the parks that day because they were like, we're not waiting in line. I'm like, you little bastards. But they, I mean, I felt the same way because you know, I think part of it's knowing that there's another option, right? And if there wasn't, mm -hmm. we would wait in the line. But there is, an, there is a trick. There is a trick. And the trick, as Connor was referencing, is that you, you stay, you book a hotel night at one of their premier hotels. So at Lowe's Portofino, Lowe's Royal Pacific, or the Hard Rock hotel any one of those three and the express passes included your day of check-in through your day of checkout right which is a big deal so yeah it's it's probably the best like hotel perk you can get out there right next to yeah. just staying at an all-inclusive right or, or whatever it is yep. i mean it's you're going for rides those uh three hotels again what what chris said in their deluxe category um are all the closest hotels to the two major theme parks. Um, it is included, right? You still have to purchase your theme park tickets, right? So the tickets that are going to get you through the gate at the theme park, but then your room key to those hotels doubles as your express pass, express pass unlimited, right? You get the top tier 
express pass included for staying at those hotels. And the coolest part, yeah, to Chris's point, it's each day that you're quote unquote staying there. So if you're there for one night, you get express pass for the day you check in and the day you check out. So you can get there early in the morning, check in, your room's not ready. You still have your ability to use it, right? Yeah. Correct. Yep. Yep. And so huge, huge say, I mean, if you have multi-day tickets, it's, it's a no brainer, right? I mean, yeah. the, yeah. the amount of money you're going to save or the value you're going to get, I guess. Um, you also mentioned something actually a little bit ago that we, we haven't talked about, right? The, how awesome the rides are, right? And we've all talked about Disney. You mentioned, we all love Disney, but we went once my family and friends and we did, I, we did universal first. And that was a mistake because then my kids were, we were on rock and roller coaster. And even I was like, what the hell? This ride sucks. <laughs> so disappointing. <laughs> it's so disappointing, right? Because you, Connor, attributed the rides, the attractions at Universal to Hershey Park. Hershey Park and Six Flags and all those uh, theme park, or, yeah, theme parks have a lot of awesome roller coasters, right? But they don't have the storytelling and the immersion, immersion behind the, that you get like in the Harry Potter, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, for example, right? So they really do that storytelling with the intense attractions. And, you know, I think they do that well. And which is, brings me to what's to come, right? Because I am freaking excited for 2025. Oh, yeah. Epic Universe. So their, their newest theme park um, that they are building um, I think one point that's important to to call out that Chris said is is um, the intensity of the rides, right? Like this is a much more for someone who appreciates thrill on an attraction. This is kind of your paradise, right? If you're prone to motion sickness, if you get the willies on, you know, the barnstormer, uh, this ain't for you, right? <laughs> and I think we we'll talk to a lot of clients that they might want to go to Universal, but we really shouldn't have the conversation until the kids are at least preteen level. Um, because we're at Disney, a vast majority of rides do not have a height requirement. At Universal, a vast majority of rides do have a height requirement. Um, but that is all to be all to say they're doing a great job of broadening their horizons while still not alienating the audience that they currently have. So we talk about the future. There's some things coming to the current parks. Um, there's a new DreamWorks land coming to Universal Studios Florida, uh, which is going to have characters from that uh, studio, including Shrek Swamp, which to say, oh, I no, am. That's Kayla's uh, ass. <laughs> have you seen, um, I think there's a DreamWorks park in, <laughs> have you seen my ass? Uh, no. I think that there's a DreamWorks park. I want to say it's in Europe somewhere. I recently saw TikToks of Shrek Swamp in this DreamWorks park, and it looks so cool. Yeah, I think the only thing that's going to make it better is it being here in Florida, and you can go to Shrek Swamp really while swamp. having Swamp Ash, yeah. <laughs> which is going to be great. I think that talk about immersion wow. right there. July, um, July, and Orlando and Shrek Swamp. Yeah, oof. that's it's gonna. That's really good. immersive. Yeah. This past summer, they've they've turned the front of Universal Studios Florida into a, a Despicable Me Minions kind of land. They call it an Illumination 
uh, land. So characters from that property, they've added a new Minions ride, um, which is a lot of fun. Um, it's a shooting ride that you're on a conveyor belt. You're almost like on the luggage uh, belt at at the airport. It's really, really cool. Um, but yeah, the the huge thing that's coming that I think is going to change a lot in the theme park space is is epic universe um 2025 it'll be opening um it's going to change universal in a variety of ways i think it's going to change it in um how long people want to stay at universal right i think it's going to change how many people are requesting that you know our, our universal component of our orlando trip um we actually want to stay on property. I think there's going to be a lot more people for that. Um, and it's also going to change how you navigate the park. So I think really the only con with Epic Universe is when Kayla was talking about comparing Universal Orlando right now to Disneyland, and we we're talking about the accessibility and walking and, and ease of all that, um, this is going to add a wrinkle to that because it's it's a couple miles away from the current Universal proper uh, uh, structures and, and things like that. Um, they'll have transportation. They're going to have dedicated bus lines. They're doing all that themselves. Um, but it's still another, you know, destination you have to get to, or you could stay at the hotels that they're opening right next to your, you know, uh, uh, Epic universe. And in some cases in the Helios hotel inside the park itself. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 gonna be awesome. When you guys, I mean, they just announced you know all the lands. Like we could talk about all those, but anything that you've heard in the announcements that you're like, oh, I'm there. That's that's my jam. I can't wait for that. I think all of it, honestly. I mean, I think it's hitting the you know the the I don't know the thirty to fifty year olds. It's hitting them, right? I mean, you yeah. got you've got they're gonna have more Harry Potter, right? Or am I wrong in that? Yeah. Yep, they're gonna have more Harry Potter. It's gonna be um so forgive me because some things have been announced and some is high speculation. So oh. all right, so all we really know, yeah, all all we really know that has been announced about the Harry Potter is that it's uh initially it was going to be more Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, which is the second kind of franchise from Harry Potter that didn't take off as much as they wanted to. Um, but a huge component of, of those ser that series is France, like the Wizarding World of, of France. Um, so the streets are going to be much more like Paris. Um, that's what we know. What is rumored is the main attraction there is actually going to be in the Ministry of Magic um, back in, in the London style of, of Harry Potter that, that we know. But yeah, it's... That's their best theming. They've done their best work. Well, I would say, except for one land that they've opened recently. Um, they've done their best. Universal's done their best creative work with Harry Potter. Um, so I, I, I can only assume it's gonna it's gonna be another banger. How about Nintendo? Right? Super yeah. Mario. So I think Nintendo is probably the most important property. Um, that Universal has. So Universal doesn't own Nintendo, much like uh, Harry Potter. They have the theme park rights to Nintendo. Um, and they got it. That partnership was announced 10 years ago. And in that time, 
they've taken a lot of, of time to get up to speed and stuff, but they've opened two Super Nintendo lands so far, one in uh, Universal Studios Japan and one uh, that just celebrated its one-year birthday uh, a couple days ago um, at Universal Studios Hollywood Super Nintendo World, which is themed to really the world of, of Mario. Um, but what is coming in Universal Orlando at Epic Universe is their biggest Super Nintendo land uh, to date. Um, it's going to be really, really, really cool. It's going to look like the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, it's going to have a Donkey Kong roller coaster ride. Um, again, uh, uh, that has been announced for Japan. So we know that it is coming for Japan, but we do know the heavy rumors are that it will be at Super Nintendo World in Epic Universe. Um, and then most likely the two attractions that they've also have in Japan is a Mario Coat ride, which is also at Universal Studios Hollywood, and then a Yoshi ride, which is only in Japan right now. The reason I think that that, that is so popular is because, or that is so important in Nintendo is that's generational. Like Chris, you were talking about, you know, this is appealing to the 30 to 50 year olds, you know, before uh, my parents had me, my dad had a Super Nintendo that he would play, right? I played on the N64. Me and my sister, we played on the N Nintendo Wii. My little cousin uh, uh, has a, a, a Switch, right, that they mm -hmm. play on. So this kind of transcends generations. Like, everyone loves Mario. I think what's more important is last year, one of the only films to cross over a billion dollars was the Super Mario Brothers movie. A massive mm -hmm. success for... Um, Illumination, which is a universal uh, Comcast property. You know they're going to have 10 more movies of that, and it's going to be relevant for decades to come. So that's another kind of, of thing to throw into this, which I think is going to make you know, Epic Universal that much popular. Yeah, I actually have a, you know, Comcast is in Philly, right? And so a neighbor of mine yeah. and, and friend, he's uh, higher up in in Comcast and often talks about how, you know, when they see the business reports on the theme parks and how well they're doing, right? I mean, can you, can you get your cat out of the fucking, fuck, what the fuck is that cat? Leave my cat alone. God, You can't say those things to me. Um, the, so, all right. So the, but anyway, talking about how well the, the theme parks are doing, right. And, and, and I think, I think they're going to hit the nail on the head. They're definitely playing it right now. You're going to have parents saying it, right? It's often the kids asking to go to the theme parks. Now you're going to have parents saying, let's go, right? Let's just go to the, to, to Epic universe. Let's go to universal studios. Um, come on. We got to We got to see this. I can't wait. I can't wait. There is one part of universal that I have yet to be at though. Cause I am afraid I will shit my pants. What's that? Halloween horn. Oh, it is same. Halloween Horror Nights. Um, Halloween Horror Nights. Um, I'm afraid so I will become maybe. a meme if I go there. <laughs> you're already a meme. Um, we, you don't need to go for all that, but but you're you're our meme. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Kyle. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, I am a brave boy, and I have been to Halloween Horror Nights, um, and I love it. 
And I will say this, I don't like getting scared, right? I, I don't understand people who like getting scared. That seems like something you should talk to your therapist about. Um, that being said, I, but I also, I don't like scary movies, horror, not, not really my jam. Um, but every time someone would come back from Halloween Horror Nights, they'd be like, it's incredible, it's incredible, it's incredible. I finally went two years ago for the first time. I was hooked and I knew just going that one time the next year, I'm going to get a frequent fear pass. So to kind of back it up, Halloween Horror Nights uh, happens on select nights, September and October. It went into November this year for the first time, uh, which was cool. Um, it is at Universal Studios Florida. There's a Hollywood component as well. If you go out to California, they have Halloween Horror Nights. But in Orlando, it's exclusively in Universal Studios Park proper. It's incredible. It is a separate ticketed event. Um, so compare it to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party or Very Merry Christmas Party, right? You buy that ticket and, and you get admission to that event. Um, it goes late into the night. It, it usually starts um, around from 5 to 7 o'clock and can go into uh, 2 a.m. Um, there are usually 10 houses, 10 houses, that they have, um, mazes, you could call them. Um, they have scare zones, which are less themed, but just kind of areas you walk through. Uh, they have shows. They have special food in those food booths um, and kind of entertainment throughout. It is a, a spectacle in, in many, many ways. Um, it is an incredibly well-done and themed event um, from start to finish. Usually what happens is 10, they have 10 houses, five of the houses, and this is usual. It's not always the the norm. Five of the houses are based on intellectual property. So like last year, it was Stranger Things had a house. Um, Universal Monsters, so those classic monsters had a house. The Last of Us, the video game, and, and uh, it was based on the video game version, not the TV version, had a house. Um, Chucky had a house, which was the bane of my existence. I am not a fan of Chucky. Um, but then the other houses are always creations that Universal Creative comes up with on their own. Um, one of the houses this year was actually uh, based on Dueling Dragons, which oh. was the former roller coaster they had in Islands of Adventure. It was awesome. It was really, really cool. The house of the year that won the award was uh, Yeti campground kills and it was this uh you were going through a, a campground where a family of yetis was just killing people right um it was campy it was it was fun um it's an in, it, it's just such an a, an immersive scale like when you go into the uh the um dueling dragons house there are two dragon statues like massive strategy uh statues blowing smoke at each other right? You, you went into the Universal Monsters house. It was the catacombs of Paris. The first step you take in the house, it's raining, like it's raining in this maze. Um, it's just really, really, really cool. They seem to outdo themselves every every year, but um, hopefully we can get you scaredy cats there sometime. I don't know about that. I, I do I need to go know. one. I, I need to go one time, but they also... They have a do they have an age recommendation? It would say in most cases this is definitely for like 16 and up, right? It's yeah, it says it's 
they put a rating on it. I don't know what the age is. All I know is I'm not one to judge people. Actually, I am very much so. That's a lie. <laughs> That's why um, we all get along. <laughs> <laughs> who I judge the most is when I'm at Halloween Horror Nights and there's a family and there's like a six-year-old kid that they're they're toting around. That kid could say like, I want to go. You're like, ah, I feel like as a parent, you should say, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, and in part, some of the shows are definitely like sexually explicit, right? And provocative. And so it's probably not the best. That's what Chris is most excited about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Just going to go see that show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, I did I did just look at my Christmas cards and realized it was, I accidentally put the picture with the wedgie in the Speedo. So that's mm. probably part of the... Um, that's of what happened so yeah does that get flagged as spam or how does that happen with snail mail yeah i don't know i think it was burnt mm-hmm. it was all thrown in a fire um okay. all right so your number one attraction we'll go quick round around the horn here what's your number one attraction there um connor so i always like to say like the best and then my favorite because the best is hagrid's magical creatures motorbike adventure I mean, like, I would agree with that. It's an insane ride. It is, it is insane in a good way, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the right level of intensity for someone who might not like an intense ride. It's so creative. There's some surprise elements to it. It's a really, really cool roller coaster. Has cool intellectual property in in Hagrid and Harry Potter. My favorite ride is is um, Revenge of the Mummy. Um, <sighs> it's just a really fun indoor dark roller coaster um brendan frazier come on he's he makes a cameo you can't go wrong i i love that ride i don't disagree with that i and i absolutely agree with the um hagrid's being a very unique probably the coolest roller coaster i've ever been on because of the surprise elements right and but um i'm gonna go with velocicoaster as my favorite awesome awesomely intense so so good yeah my last trip to universal was literally days before velocicoaster opened so i have not been on it uh i don't do intense coasters so for me hagrid's is perfect because there's no going upside down there's like nothing really intense however i did intentionally like avoid spoilers before going on it i'm not going to spoil anything for anyone else but the i went on the single rider next to a child Mm -hmm. that had been on it before and the surprise element you're speaking of i screamed so loud (laughs) she laughed at me the entire rest of the ride she was like eight and she was like what a weird lady she's like loser what the this loser yeah yeah uh but i think she definitely talks to her therapist about you (laughs) i do agree though that the mummy is such a the mummy is like nostalgia for me yeah yeah well that's well done right because it's a little bit of a storytelling it's a little bit i feel that way about escape to gringotts or of whatever it's called yeah it's like escape roller from, coaster escape from, from gringotts. you don't want to go yeah. to yeah um <laughs> the uh tomato tomato but a little bit yeah. of a combination of storytelling with a thrilling roller coaster ish type attraction I'm all in, right? But those it seats are also. That... Oh, go ahead. 
No, no, they're yes. We we did we didn't we should talk about that for just a second. Yeah, the test seats. If you are a little bit more plus size, you should in at Universal um, Studios Orlando. You should definitely do the test seats to see um, because there are a fair amount where you may not be able to ride the attraction. Yeah, and they pretty much have a test seat out in front of almost every single attraction. Yeah. So. Right. You can go and, and give it a whirl before you get in in line for that. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. So Unless that, it's Hagrid, then the line's really long. And then you have to wait till you get that's like halfway through the line. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I I do want to go back. I do want to go back with the Express Pass, and I can't wait to be back there. And um, maybe, maybe this will be the fall that I'll go to – Halloween Horror Nights. What we should do is we should, and this is me inviting myself back on the show. We should do Great. an episode previewing Halloween Horror Nights, right? And and with the the notion that that Chris is going to go this year, and we break down the houses and see how scared he is, and then we can come back on, and then I can he can tell his tale, and then I'll tell my side of of the story. Or you could just maybe, do it live there. Well, you can't you can't record, right? But uh, oh. maybe we can get some audio clips. Audio clips of me <laughs> crying. It actually we just we could. Screaming. That's what. I, yeah, mm -hmm. we we might end up with our first sponsor after that, and it be depends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it will depend for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it sure will. I think that's a Was great that a idea. <laughs> it, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. We should definitely uh, God, that. Yeah, to who us? I no, mean, pitch it yeah. to depends. Oh yeah, for sure. They definitely want me as their spokesperson. Well, uh, Pedialyte now. Pedialyte's gone full or for people with hangovers. Oh, Forget yeah. children who are sick. So That's there you true. go. Depends for you know, scaredy cat thirty year olds who are going to shit themselves at a Halloween event. That is actually the tagline in my biography. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> No, Connor, thank you for, for joining, sharing about Universal. Um, I know we we love it. I know you love it. You know, there's really nothing that can go wrong, you know, with if you find yourself booking a trip to Universal. Um, and you're on your way soon to Universal Hollywood, right? That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going out there um, in just a few days from the oh, time man. of when this podcast was recorded. I'm so excited for it really going out because of their Super Nintendo world. I, I want to go out to that one before the Orlando version opens. Um, but I'm also excited to just experience that park. You know, they have the world famous uh, tram tour uh, through the nice. back lot of the Universal Studios. So I'm excited for, for all of that. We should have you that back to talk awesome. about that. I'd yeah. love to. Yeah. I'm staying at one of their partner hotels, whatever they, they call it. What did it, you so. end up booking? Uh, I went with the Hilton. Oh, okay. I went with the Hilton. Nice. Yeah. A little bit yeah. closer. Yeah. Nice. Kayla, take us home. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Connor, so much for coming on. Um, I definitely think we'll have you back. We've got lots of different destinations to talk about. And if you're going to Universal Hollywood, I mean, that just makes perfect sense to me. Um, but as always, subscribe, download. 
talk to us on social media because it gets really boring when no one responds to me. <laughs> and as always, let's just go.